are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A top 10 tilt in Big Ten basketball that really seemed like two teams playing in two different leagues. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Wednesday, January 13th, and a reminder that if you're enjoying this podcast, give us a five-star rating and a review wherever you get this show, and maybe, maybe just maybe, hit the follow and subscribe button as well. And I think you will enjoy today's episode because it's all about Big Ten hoops and what on paper appear to be one of the best matchups of the conference season so far far seventh ranked and unbeaten Michigan hosting ninth ranked Wisconsin and the Wolverines stayed perfect shellacking the Badgers by a final of 77 to 54 but it wasn't even really that close and joining me to react to all of it are two great members of this Locked On podcast network the Big Ten community at large Isaiah Hole of Locked On Wolverines and Asher Lowe of Locked On Badgers I'm very happy to have you both I assume Isaiah is very happy as well Asher how are you feeling you know I'm okay I'm okay uh, it's January 12th, Ben. It's January 12th, the night of January 12th when we're recording this. I know it'll be listened to on the 13th. And legacies are not written in college basketball on January 12th or 13th, for that matter. So while this was a step back, and we're going to get into why, I'm not, I'm not just out. We're down. We're not out. Maybe not legacies, but history was made on January 12th. I'm sure you guys saw this stat percolating across the social interwebs. Michigan has now beaten ranked opponents in three straight games. They are the only three ranked opponents in three straight games by a total of 19 plus in those three games. They are the only team in all of college basketball history, all of college basketball history to ever do that. So Michigan, a perfect 11-0, 6-0 in Big Ten play. Isaiah Hole, things are going very well for this basketball team in Ann Arbor pretty good huh that's uh that's me that's me emulating steve mariucci from old nfl films recall of a san francisco 49ers playoff game uh yeah i mean i i couldn't tell you that this is what i saw coming uh whether it be this game this season i thought that the the team was a lot better than we're giving them credit for uh just in general i'm you know i'm not even talking about uh Asher's uh, predictions of uh, what Michigan basketball might may or may not be uh, going into this game. But uh, I, honestly, like they weren't ranked. And I was like, how in what world are th is this team not ranked? I mean, yeah, you you lose Teske and you lose Xavier Simpson. But I mean, you had to like a lot of the pieces that they still had, like a lot of the pieces that they were bringing in. It's not like Mike Smith was any kind of slouch. I know he come, you know, coming from Columbia, that's a little bit of a different league, but I mean, if you can play basketball, you can play basketball, right? And Mike Smith could play basketball. Uh, the, you know, you had a score in Shondi Brown uh, and then you just had guys that were just getting better and older. And, you know, you assume that uh, Isaiah livers was going to stay healthy. And this wasn't even counting Hunter Dickinson, who it's funny because I just remember the, when Isaiah Todd, uh, Josh Christopher didn't commit. He ended up going to Arizona state and Isaiah Todd ended up leaving and going to the G league. I just remember there's, you know, just this overwhelming dissatisfaction with what the class ended up being considering what it could have been. And I remember Hunter Dickinson and Terrence Williams, particularly tweeting, like, what are, you know, what are we, you know, like, you know, we, we're still coming and why are you guys celebrating us? And it what's most amazing to me about this game just kind of with the with the way this particular one played out is you would think if michigan really destroyed wisconsin 
that it would have come down to Hunter Dickinson really having a big game. And honestly, uh, it just kind of like what the final score ended up being, where you look at it and say, well, 77 to 54, that's not really, it wasn't even that close. Hunter Dickinson was 12 points. He, he, most of those points didn't even matter in the grand scheme of it. Really, it was everyone else making the timely baskets, Franz Wagner and Isaiah Livers really stepping up, and then Mike Smith kind of putting some exclamation points on and uh, really starting to pull things away in the second half. So just a really unbelievable performance by this Michigan basketball team. This, uh, I mean, just the stretch doesn't even – not even exclusive of this game. I mean, that's when, you know, they're beating Maryland – and they're beating Nebraska. It was like, well, maybe they're turning it on. I don't think anyone could have foresaw that they played these last three games the way they have. And like we mentioned, this is a historic stretch. Dating back to last Sunday, they beat Northwestern by 19. Then they beat a ranked Minnesota team by 25. And now capping it off with a win over a top 10 Wisconsin team, winning 77 to 54. But Michigan led by 40 midway through that second half. It was truly an onslaught in Ann Arbor on Tuesday night. Now, before we give our biggest reactions to the game and some of the key takeaways from Michigan's route of Wisconsin, I know there was a bet between you two. If you can enlighten the listeners of the Locked On Big Ten podcast about what exactly was at stake between the Badgers and the Wolverines, at least when it comes to you guys on Tuesday night? Well, uh, see, the thing is, is the way I put it was that regardless of outcome, I got all of Astor's assets. See, smart man. Michigan won or Michigan lost because he left it up to me. So which I get is, all of his assets. It's not a lot of things I'd like to add, which I noted on Twitter is, is very few valuable things. In fact, I think, as I noted on Twitter, my three main assets are my Sam Decker Clippers jersey. It's it's a blue jersey. It's, it's a really bad one, too. It's like the ugliest Clipper jersey you could possibly imagine. Uh, it, it was like $20 in NBA shop. I love looking at NBA shop, just like the cheapest jerseys, and I always find them. And I find Sam Decker Clippers. I'm a Clipper fan, so obviously Sam Decker fan. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a beautiful shirt from Marlon Parr. Shout out Marlon's room. He makes all this Wisconsin custom stuff for Wisconsin athletics. Not like for the university, but for fans and he makes this really cool shirt of the basketball team where it has everybody's face on it and their kind of nickname and cool letters on it. So it's my second item. I had a 2016 MacBook Air and I guess my blue Yeti microphone that I'm recording this on. So I, uh, I'd like to congratulate you on on seizing all four of those items. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted a profile picture as cool as yours. That was cool. that was my side of the bet. I really wanted a profile picture that matched your swag. But I'm gonna stick with my senior year of college looking bummy on the Wisconsin basketball court profile picture because we lost you know by what? 40, essentially. If if uh it if I see you and I have a camera at any point then we'll still make the uh, we'll still make the profile picture thing happen. We'll get get you all put up in a suit, make you look like James Bond and we'll uh, Amazing. we'll do it up. Amazing. Isaiah is a very talented photographer. Now Asher, I have to ask if two of your main assets are your laptop and your microphone and they're going to Isaiah Hall, how will you continue to run the Locked On Badgers podcast? Well, I apologize for the audio quality of the rest of this week and possibly into next week, but we'll make do. We'll make do. I mean, there, there, there doesn't have to be good audio quality to get the points across when you lost by 40. I just need to scream, and and it, it does a good a good enough job. We're, we're going to get into that probably right now. Hey, you only lost by 23, pal. Give yourself no, some no, credit. Give those no. Wisconsin Badgers some credit. No, it, it was a 40-point loss. Okay. If that's how history will remember it, that's right. Well, let's get into that. Let's get into our biggest points from tonight. We know that Michigan was dominant, but we'll start with Isaiah Hall of Locked On Wolverines. How exactly did Michigan play so well in this game against Wisconsin? I mean, I think it all started on the defensive side of the of the court, right? Like 
Uh, I mean, it, it was a little bit of both, right? Defense and offense, but defensively, just being able to to be as active as they were. I, I think that the the thing that you're going to think about coming out of this game was the stand uh, with the final possession of the first half, right? Like Wisconsin had all that time, uh, you know, had the timeout, was able to draw some some plays and some action, and Michigan so active with hands and the feet and doing everything possible to keep them from doing anything so much so that they didn't even get a shot off uh, defense. I feel really led the way. I mean, when Michigan was going on that unbelievable 46 to three run between the first and the second half, uh, Wisconsin was stuck 26 points and it started to kind of feel like it, the getting to 40 would be a win for Wisconsin, let alone the 54 that it was actually able to get to. But it just felt like everything was falling for Michigan and nothing was falling for Wisconsin. Michigan's offense has shown a propensity to make smart shots, to share the basketball, uh, really do well with assists. Wisconsin only had three assists until the game was all but over. Uh, and then at that point, they pushed it to eight. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's what it was, was selfishness and really strong team defense. So an outstanding night for Michigan basketball, a not-so-great night for Wisconsin hoops. I'm sure the Badgers could have used some built Bars to give them some energy, to give them a spark, to give them some long-lasting nutrients to come back in that game against Michigan, but it never really happened. I know I can use built Bar, and I just ordered my own built Bar box, and literally right before the taping of this podcast, I had one of the banana bread built Bars, and oh my God, not only do I feel good about what I ate, it was incredibly tasty. It is truly a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and the reason for that is built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved built bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including that banana bread and all of the bars, all 18 of them are covered in a hundred percent chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew and they are perfect for the health conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. I felt like I was eating dessert when I had that banana bread built bar, but I really was doing something good for my body because built bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, but they are high in protein and high in fiber. They don't have any of the bad stuff and they have all the good stuff baked into each and every one of those incredible bars. I say baked in as the expression. I don't know if they bake built bars. That doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. So I said, I just ordered my own box filled with all these amazing flavors from built bar. You can do the exact same thing when you go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on that's L O C K E D O N. And you'll get 20% off your next order. I put in the promo code locked on. I got 20% off. You can do the same when you go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
With the college football season over, our focus here on the Locked On Big Ten podcast is now Big Ten basketball. Our conversation, our recap of one of the best games, at least on paper, of the early Big Ten basketball season between 7th-ranked Michigan blowing out ninth ranked Wisconsin continues on with both the host of Locked On Badgers, Asher Lowe, and the host of Locked On Wolverines, Isaiah Hall. But betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game this year. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. You know what their advice was for Tuesday? It was to take Oklahoma State to upset Kansas. Guess what happened? The Cowboys upset the Jayhawks. Lee Sterling is a wizard. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast to get daily picks each and every day. I know Big Ten basketball will be a part of that. Our conversation about Big Ten basketball with both Isaiah Hole and Asher Lowe continues on. So, Asher, now we ask you on the flip side, what went wrong for Wisconsin? Do you have hours, Ben? No, we I only have about maybe on, about, 15 about more what minutes. what went yeah. wrong for Wisconsin, but I think we're highlighting a few main things. First of all, you just can't have six of your eight rotation players go eight for 35 from the field. I don't care what college basketball team you are, who you're playing. You're not going to win a game, especially in the Big Ten Conference with six of your eight guys Everybody not named Demetri Trice and Micah Potter going eight for 35, 18%, 18 whopping percent from the field. And Isaiah, total credit to Michigan for some of that and a blame for Wisconsin as well, because whenever anything's that bad, whenever a game is this bad, I think that the credit and the blame should just be split in half, basically. Uh, when, when the two teams are good teams, um, it, it both have to happen, right? Wisconsin has to play their worst game of the year. Michigan has to play their best game of the year for a 40-point margin to happen between two teams that are really good teams. And I think this doesn't change that at all. I think Wisconsin is a really good basketball team. I think Wisconsin will bounce back at times throughout this Big Ten year. Their ceiling, I'm not sure. I wasn't even sure coming into this game. And this makes me even uh, less sure of wanting to put it as a high ceiling. But back to this game specifically, outside of those six guys, right, just not providing offense. From the beginning of the game, you could feel a defensive intensity difference. I think it was the first bucket of the game. It was a circle cut by Isaiah Livers around uh, Nate Reavers was trying to follow him. And it literally, I mean, he was barely running. I think he thought that one of the two screeners for Livers on that circle cut was going to switch. One of the, the man on one of those two screeners for Wisconsin was going to switch onto Livers because Reavers was just like four feet behind him, not even paying attention. Livers got a wide open layup. I think that was the first bucket of the game. From that moment on, it was obvious that Wisconsin didn't have it defensively. And that's something that we can always count on, right? Even if they go eight for 35 from the field, six of the eight guys in the rotation, we can always count on Wisconsin not turning it over, playing good defense. And those things didn't happen tonight. And then obviously the third thing I have to mention off the bat is Micah Potter picking up his second foul and sitting on the bench for the last 830 of the second half. And he picked up, or the first half, sorry. He picked up his second foul on a moving screen, which that's just cheap, right? That's on Micah. Uh, there's not, not all the blame has to go on Greg Gard for that. But sitting Micah Potter when he was having one of his best opening games, the opening halves of the year, I think he was having his best 10 minutes of the year up until about that 10-minute mark in the first half. Stopping Hunter Dickinson, as we were talking about Isaiah, he was doing a great job at that end. Uh, he was bringing it offensively. And then that moving screen, he sits on the bench. Wisconsin loses everything. He doesn't come back in the game for the rest of that half. Wisconsin was down seven when he sat down. He came back in at the beginning of the second half with Wisconsin down 17 the game was over. And then the last thing actually I want to get in quickly is, Isaiah, you mentioned that last possession of the first half. Guess who had the ball and didn't shoot? Aleem Ford. And if we take 
ourselves back to uh, the date was December 11th, 2019. We were at Rutgers, Wisconsin at Rutgers. This is before Wisconsin made their miracle run last year. And there was someone that was completely missing after Wisconsin lost to Rutgers by seven on the road to fall to one and one in Big Ten play. They already lost a game to Richmond and to New Mexico back to back at the Barclays Center. It was a terrible start to the year last year. I think people forget because of how it ended. And the guy that was missing was Aleem Ford. He was the one that then turned it on in the second half, uh, among a ton of other guys. But he really turned it on in that second half of the year to lift this team. And he can't be silent. And he was tonight. So Michigan now, a perfect 11-0, one of the remaining unbeatens left in college basketball. People were comparing them with the other two unbeatens at the top of the AP Top 25, Gonzaga and Baylor. Michigan also 6-0 in Big Ten play. Isaiah Hole, as you see it, how legitimate is this Michigan team in terms of contending with the best in college basketball? I think it's absolutely legitimate, and I would I thought that before going into this game, but that really, this game really cemented it, right? Because there is a difference between playing a ranked Northwestern, a ranked Minnesota, and a ranked Wisconsin. And Wisconsin has been well thought of as being one of college basketball's elite teams, one of the Big Ten's elite teams. Uh, I still think that's true, uh, despite what ended up happening in this game, but. The, the thing that we've seen with Michigan is that when it has that desire, you know, like unlike what happened in the Oakland game in the second game of the season, when it has that desire, like it, like it's had these last four games that it's really been able to just destroy pretty much any, anyone that's come out there. It, it can beat anybody. And it's, it would be one thing if, you know, they, they beat Minnesota like this and then they played Wisconsin tight or they, you know, they, they, they eke one out against Northwestern, uh, but they, you know, they didn't do very good against Maryland. But this has become a theme really since that Nebraska, after that Nebraska game was, you know, I think they had a, a that was the only game I didn't get a chance to see since it was on Christmas Day. And my family was just unwilling to put the channel on to, to that game. Uh, but uh, I, I believe they had a halftime deficit since then they've really turned things on. So this is, this is a theme at this point. This is what Michigan basketball is. Uh, they have beaten every team the exact same way. And they have so many different poison pills that you can take essentially. Like, you, you know, you, if you want to focus on Hunter Dickinson, like Wisconsin did uh, just like against Northwestern, guess what? They still have Isaiah livers. They still have Franz Wagner. They still have Mike Smith uh, that, any of the role players can come alive. I know not all of them did uh, like, but Shondi Brown had some, uh, had a really well-timed three pointer as Eli Brooks, and they're really getting it done on the defensive end. And that's led by uh, Brooks, Shondi Brown, Franz Wagner. When you have nine blocks in a game, like they just did. I mean, it, again, these are trends. These are things that Michigan is doing on a nightly basis. So I don't think that it's going to go undefeated, right? Because that's really, pretty close to impossible to do in today's game. But uh, at the same time, if they come out with the intensity that they do and they were still being intense, even when they were up 40, right? They, they only started to, to in the waning minutes start to kind of like the last se seven minutes or so, did they finally kind of take the foot off the gas? And then finally the subs came in with just under four, but you know, this is, this is a team that, that plays with a certain level of intensity on both ends of the court. And to me, if they play the way they did tonight, they're hard to beat for any team. That includes Gonzaga and Baylor.
when you look up and down the box score, you would expect to see this type of performance with a huge performance from somebody. It was a really balanced effort for Michigan tonight. Four of the five starters scored in double digits, led by Mike Smith. He had 16 points, and he was their leading scorer. You'd expect maybe a 25, 30-point performance. That wasn't the case for the Wolverines tonight or on Tuesday night, but you see that's how effective they can be across the entire roster. Asher, I have to turn the question to you as well, as you were a man with some doubts about the validity of this Michigan team. What do you think following the big win over your Wisconsin Badgers? Uh, let's eat my words right now. So I gave them a one sentence little drive by shot. Uh, very, I think, uh, I think um, I heard once in a political debate, like that, the drive by shot is a classic move. I, I gave, I gave them that one sentence drive by shot at the end of your show, Ben, calling them the most overrated team in college basketball. This was before they beat Minnesota, by the way. Right. So I did the classic thing of letting preseason rankings, which I hate when people do this, but I did it. I let preseason rankings mess with my head, right? I, I didn't watch what was happening on the floor. I let my preseason expectations and biases uh, override what I was watching with them. They also hadn't played anybody. That was completely valid. And that still is not as valid, but still more valid than I think people realize. Like they, we still have to see more. We have to see more for sure to put them in that top five. They're top 20. I said that yesterday on the podcast. I don't think they're, I think they thought they were bad. Never thought they were a bad basketball team. They're a lock for the tournament. I always thought that. Um, over the last few weeks, they are a top 20 team. Is what I said yesterday, that was wrong. They're a top 10 team. They're solidified as a top 10 team. Are they a top three team? Are they a third best team in college basketball? Absolutely not. Not saying they're not going to be, but we don't know that yet. I mean, that's, that, that is, that is a leap. They could be number two, by the way. I think they can end up being better than Baylor. I think the only team right now in college basketball that is far and away better than everybody else is Gonzaga. They're the best team I've ever seen. And I thought that before the year, thought that, during the year, I think that now I will always think that whether they win the tournament or not, I pretty much guarantee you, I will think that's the best basketball team I've ever seen in college in my lifetime. We discuss what lies ahead for both Michigan basketball and Wisconsin basketball with Isaiah Hole of Locked On Wolverines and Asher Lowe of Locked On Badgers. And although the college football season may be over, we are talking what's ahead, what's in the future, and that is Big Ten basketball. And there is only one place that has you covered for all of it and one place that we trust here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That one place is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. If you want to make some wagers on Big Ten basketball, if you want to make some wagers on divisional weekend of the NFL, make sure you use that promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus. That is an incredible deal from the good people at betonline.ag. We have some Big Ten basketball tonight on Wednesday. We have some Big Ten basketball on Thursday night as well. Any spread, any line, any total we talk about here on the Locked On Podcast Network comes from betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore make sure to get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts Still much more to come with the host of Locked On Badgers, Asher Lowe, and the host of Locked On Wolverines, Isaiah Hole, two great members of this Locked On Podcast Network. And speaking of this Locked On Podcast Network, we have a great NFL show for you as well. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the National Football League, covering all the latest news and insights on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday 
with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to do so for divisional weekend of the NFL playoffs, the Big Ten playoffs when it comes to basketball, if you want to call it that, the postseason, the Big Ten basketball tournament, and the NCAA tournament. Still a few months away, but we ask about how these two teams, Michigan and Wisconsin, could play a part in that future right now. Michigan, a little more credit, though. Uh, I haven't talked about them much, right? I with just the whole Wisconsin rant, but I want to give them some credit here. So I said one right thing uh, in my game preview, very right, that this will be a challenge for Hunter Dickinson. He was going to struggle more than he struggled in any game this year, going up against the best front line he's ever seen. He's a true freshman. I know he played to Matha. He played at a powerhouse. He's, he's, he's been there even as a high school guy, but this was going to be a challenge for him. And it was at the beginning of the game. It was. I said that Isaiah Livers would be that guy. Uh, in fact, I actually said that I thought he had to get to 16 points. I don't think he got there, uh, but I think Not he got quite. to 15. But Mike Smith was the answer to me that answered a lot of my questions. And my biggest question about Michigan when I was talking about them and saying they're a top 20 team, they're not that great. Who's going to be that guard? And I don't mean count Franz Wagner as that guy. Who's going to be that kind of little scoring guard that can, that can just fill it up in bunches that I feel like every great team usually has in college basketball? Um, I knew Franz was going to score. He's not, not a guy that just scores in bunches, though. He's not a guy that, that can really come out and take over a game, in my opinion, scoring the basketball. He can take over a game offensively. But just purely putting the basketball in the hoop, that's not him. But Mike Smith has proven that over 20 points a game at Columbia last year has transferred to the Big Ten Conference. And he's answered those questions for me as a guy. Led Michigan in scoring tonight, especially with that second half run that really put it out of reach. Uh, he's answered that question to me as the guy that can be that option behind Dickinson, Livers, and Wagner. And as that guard, they can really put it in the basket night in, night out. Asher loves hyping up Gonzaga, and maybe rightfully so, because as much as he is a Big Ten guy, he's also a WCC guy. Go Waves. I just want to give you that. I, I very well that. might have said, Ben, that Gonzaga 2017 was the best college basketball team I've ever seen, too. Also should have won the tournament, so that would have been easier to defend. But, yeah, I do hype up Gonzaga every year. But this is different. This team's different. So, Isaiah, I have to ask you, out of what you've seen from Michigan, do you think they are the favorites to win the Big Ten Conference as of right now? I mean, if they continue playing the way that they are, which, I mean, that's – pretty close to impossible to predict in the sense of, I mean, if once they lose a game, do they start, how do they react to it? Right. Do they get back on the horse? Do they do like they did last year where they kind of fell apart was a little bit more of a mentally weak team. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, what, what happens if there's, you know, more, if I, I say more injuries because Austin Davis had been injured, but they were fortunate to have a guy that probably should have been starting over Austin Davis after the first game of the season as it was in Hunter Dickinson. But what happens if again, like last year, Isaiah livers gets hurt or Franz Wagner gets hurt. Both guys that spent a lot of time uh, not being able to play last year. Uh, it, uh, there's a lot of different components. What if uh, some of the guys stayed in you know, cool? Like we, we, we see a very streaky Shondi Brown. He's a guy that isn't talked about enough. Like he's been doing great things defensively, but he is, he can be an offensive juggernaut. Like we we've seen games where he gets to 20 points really easily, but uh, we've also seen games like tonight where he only gets seven points. So uh, it's hard to say for sure, but I think the thing that keeps them afloat is the fact that unlike Iowa, Iowa's, you know, maybe the best offensive team in the country, if not the big 10, uh, but their defense is severely lacking, whereas Michigan and Wisconsin are both teams that are really, really even. So I, I'm curious to see what happens once they get through these next couple games. How how much do they 
look at a return game against Minnesota and do they continue to establish and assert dominance uh, how they play against Purdue, who's been a little bit up and down. And, uh, you know, and more importantly, on Valentine's Day, how do they uh, how do they how does Wisconsin answer with Michigan and how does Michigan respond to that? If Michigan can take down Wisconsin again in Madison, then I think that you are looking at the the top team in the Big Ten. But there, there's a long, long road to get before you can fully proclaim it. I do think at this particular moment, though, Michigan is one of the top three teams in the country. But that's at this moment. And the Big Ten Conference, as we've seen, will beat up on each other throughout the duration of this conference season. But Isaiah, you transitioned me very well into my next question for both of you. What the future has ahead for both of these teams? We start with Asher Lowe, the host of Locked On Badgers, to see how Wisconsin bounces back. They have a very tough test on the road at the rack against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights on Friday. Asher, what do you expect out of Greg Gard's crew in response to this Michigan game on Tuesday night? I expect energy and intensity. And that's what Trice said immediately after the game, Dimitri Trice, who has been, was great tonight for portions of the game has been otherworldly for the last five or six games, best portion of his career as a Badger. And he's really taken the next step as a scorer and as a leader on this team, he's the best player on the basketball team. And I don't think that was super clear, even coming into the year uh, for a lot of people. And he's really taken that role. He said it, that Wisconsin has to show better energy on Friday at Rutgers. Am I expecting a win? I'm not, Ben. I'm not at all. This is a Rutgers team that is really hungry, really hungry for a win, starving for one, and they're at the rack. And I don't care uh, if there's nobody at the rack, if I'm the only person in the rack, if you're the only person in the rack, if there's cardboard cutouts, I don't care if it's packed, it's the rack. I don't like playing there at all. Uh, and so I'm worried about a result, but I expect energy for sure. And then Wisconsin gets home with Ohio State and Northwestern back-to-back. That has to be two wins. I'm expecting two wins from those two games. Demetri Trice scored 20 points, led all scorers in the game against Michigan. Now, Isaiah Hole, I was going to ask your opinion on what Michigan has next, but your dog Zuri, I believe, just popped into the picture. Does he or she have an opinion on Michigan basketball so far this year? Her opinion is that she doesn't like the, when Michigan basketball plays because it keeps the attention off of her. And she usually wants to go out and chase bunnies and things of that nature. And she can't do that. Not that she'd be doing that anyway, but she doesn't know that. Um, I mean, for, for Michigan going forward, like I said, you know, they've got these upcoming games and they, they just got to keep the intensity up, right? Like they have to continue to prove that they are what they've been and, you know, whether it's a return trip to, uh, to go to Minneapolis, it's the going to, uh, West Lafayette. And then, you know, you, you, you get uh, a couple other games in there, you get Illinois, you get Michigan state, you get Wisconsin again. So what is this team going to be? Because the uh, I didn't even mention the Indiana game in there. Right now, Michigan's uh, before the updates, uh, ESPN BPI had Michigan going 22 and three. Uh, but I'm, that could very well go up depending on what, uh, you know, how, how they reevaluate everything after this game. Uh, again, I don't I don't know if they will or if they won't, but if they can keep the intensity up and continue to, to play this style of basketball. And honestly, at what point does a coach realize what they can do to maybe slow down the offense and exploit the defense, right? That some, someone's going to make an adjustment somewhere down the line that Michigan's going to have to respond to. And we'll see if they, you know, who that is when that comes and how Michigan is able to readjust after that. 
because again, if you're winning the, the games that they've been playing the same way every time that they've been winning them, uh, someone's going to come up with some kind of kryptonite to it. You know, you, you you see it on the football side, even like with with Don Brown's defense, right? Like no one was able to penetrate that defense, and then eventually, Ohio State and actually it was started actually up with uh, Indiana in 2018. They kind of figured out what to do, and ever since then, it wasn't quite the same. Someone's going to figure out what to do against this Michigan basketball team to slow it down. Uh, but and how 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 are they going to readjust? to be able to maintain this level of intensity. I love that on the first full day following the completion of the college football season, Isaiah Hole still ties it back in to CFB, even when we're talking Big Ten hoops. Next up for Michigan, they visit 23rd-ranked Minnesota on Sunday, and then they have, as of right now, a stretch against five unranked teams, but their next game, the next next game following Minnesota, is a home battle against the Maryland Terrapins that aren't very good against unranked teams in the Big Ten, but they love to go on the road and upset ranked teams in the Big Ten Conference, as Asher's Wisconsin Badgers know very well. This has been very fun talking Big Ten hoops, though, now that college football is over, speaking with both Isaiah Hole of Locked On Wolverines and Asher Lowe of Locked On Badgers. I enjoyed this conversation. Asher, are your spirits feeling better? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Okay. I'm excited for Friday. Uh, I think Friday is going to be interesting, and I'm also excited for Valentine's Day, uh, not only for the romance, oh. but also for the romance of college basketball and the return leg of this matchup. And Isaiah Hole, you are now a wealthy man with all of Asher Lowe's assets in your possession. Yep, exactly. Uh, I just wish that uh, he would have had one of these Star Wars hats so that uh, I didn't have to buy it in preparation for my Disney trip. So I have a Darth Maul uh, lightsaber for my Disney trips back in the day, if you want that as well. Uh, I, I would say yes, but I'm getting my own lightsaber built. That's where we're at. So, oh, he doesn't need your stuff, Asher. He doesn't. Need I hit the Jedi Training assets. Academy when I would go to Disneyland, man. That was those were the days. All right. Mm -hmm. Let you finish, man. Well. Let's finish with that then, right? Talking some Star Wars and Big Ten hoops. The host of Locked On Wolverines, Isaiah Hole. The host of Locked On Badgers, Asher Lowe. Thank you very much for your time. So many thanks to both Isaiah Hole of Locked On Wolverines and Asher Lowe of Locked On Badgers. We have had two guests on every podcast. I should say at least two guests on every podcast, every show so far this week. We had three for our national championship preview on Monday. We had two yesterday in our recap of the national title game, and we had two today, both Isaiah Hole and Asher Lowe. We're going to keep that momentum going tomorrow on to for Thursday with two of the same hosts for the same podcast. I very much hope our good friends at locked on Spartans to talk about Michigan state and how they have had a shaky start to big 10 basketball season, not doing so well as their in-state rival, like the Michigan Wolverines. We see what's going on with the Michigan state Spartans, hopefully with two of my favorite people across this entire locked on podcast network and Matt Sheehan and Will Hunter. At least I hope that is the plan as of right now. So until we get to two for Thursday, have a splendid Wednesday. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.